0: Sometimes wild, and sometimes normal. On this episode, I'm joined by Jamie and Brenda from the paranormal blues band Fossils from the Future. What's better than a blues riff and a song about Bigfoot? Honestly, nothing. We deep dive into the music process, goals for the band, and how Jamie considers doing hours-long YouTube and podcast deep dives into the weird counts as work for the band. Actually, I'm just jealous. We also cover all things UFOs, cryptids, and my favorite part of the interview is Jamie and Brenda were not fully aware of the mud flood theory, but coincidentally, Jamie actually saw a storefront with doors and windows in the basement of a marketing agency in Philadelphia. Actual mud flood evidence in my backyard? I'm going to have to make a trip across the river and see if anyone will let me in to investigate for myself. Anyway, give fossils from the future a follow and let them know you heard them on Wild and Weird. Enjoy the show. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients. Organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's WILD, A-N-D, WEIRD. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey, escape the city and move to the suburbs, finally purchase that vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email brianmccoach at kw.com. Welcome to another episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. I'm your host, Brian, and tonight my guest is Jamie and Brenda from the band Fossils from the Future. Welcome, guys.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. We had some technical difficulties. I was really showing my age. There was Dropbox issues. There was click this link, and it required double-clicking. I just couldn't get it down, but hey, we fought through this. Like That alone just be its own episode. People would be so proud of us. But I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, we, I've been begging Brenda for this one for a little bit. We finally got our, our schedules to work out. But you guys are fossils from the future. Yeah. Can you give me a little background into that? I was listening to Big Bad Wolf the other day. Solid song. Nice. Can you give me a little background on how this started? How we have your shirt is awesome with the UFO and it's sucking up the fossils from the future. Little logo. There's Big Bad Wolf songs. There's cryptid songs. There's a lot going on. How did all this come together?
2: Uh, It started as a Halloween costume. Friends of mine and I were in Pittsburgh one weekend. Oh, wow. At this point, maybe like six, seven years ago. And my costume for the night was a fossil. I just had this basic, like, kind of like, remember um, in Karate Kid, when Johnny and all his friends had that outfit and it was like the black with all the bones. I had this little cheap costume like that that I just zipped up and I had a dinosaur hat. So I just said, I'm a fossil because... It was just basic and last minute kind of thing. And my buddy and I were in a store and we were looking at the sunglasses and he picked up this pair of like really futuristic looking sunglasses and he goes, hey, you should wear this with your costume tonight. And I was like, no. <laughs> I said, I'm a fossil. Those are futuristic. I'm a fossil. And he goes, future fossil. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Okay. So then I'm, I'm thinking, putting, you know, obviously like, I'm still thinking about it. Like Hours later, I'm like, oh, so I'm a future fossil. I'm a, <laughs> no, I'm a fossil from the future. And I like the alliteration of that. And yeah. then I thought, oh, you know what? That's That could be a cool band name. And so I went to GoDaddy and I searched fossilsfromthefuture.com and it wasn't taken. So there you go. And it was just a, a kind of a joke thing. And then the more I liked it and the more I thought about it, like, I think I could, I think this could be a concept for a band because I I love the paranormal and I love rock and roll. And so I thought I'd put the two together, and here we are.
0: That's awesome. Uh, I just think it's so creative. Rarely do you see like I don't think I've heard of a band like really doing full paranormal like that. I did interview, interview a guy who was over in England and he he wrote a book on ghost, and oh. then he would have some of his songs, but it was more like trippy and almost uh like that David Bowie. And like that synth sound that gets you kind of like sleepy as you're doing it, but it was very (laughs) good stuff over there. But, uh, you know, it was very much more, that was like fossils from the past. So he's like talking like 1900 sailors and 1800 civil war, but like still good stuff. But like, you know, from the future, completely different. How did you get started in the paranormal? Like what gauged your interest in that? What, What age did that start?
2: I mean, I've I've always been fascinated with it. Like as a kid, I remember going to the library and looking up, you know, getting books out on the Loch Ness monster. Uh, not that that's paranormal, but uh, I just, you know, always into that kind of thing and UFOs and spaceships and aliens. And I wasn't really into Bigfoot as a kid. It just, I don't know. I guess it didn't really interest me that much. But then years have passed, and the more that I've delved uh, deeper into the topic. I've seen, I've, I've figured out like connections and things. I've seen connections to, uh, between Bigfoot and space. And, and then, you know, you think of like Chewbacca, he's a Bigfoot and he's in space. So like, oh, wait a minute. They have their whole planet.
0: I mean, Christmas special was their entire planet. So entire Bigfoot planet.
2: Uh, So yeah, I mean, it's just gone from there. And then I had this job where I met, who's now a really good friend of mine. His name is Justin Bamforth. he's an author and a podcaster uh, in this realm. And, you know, we would we would have lunch together every day and we would talk about these topics. And then he was served as like a gatekeeper in a way where he was like, oh, you really like this stuff? Well, watch this or look at this or read this. And then he fed me targeted information um that really opened my eyes and changed my whole world.
0: At what How point we're going to get you in on this too, Brenda. So. <laughs> I'm going to do this one. And then we're all on you Brenda and Jamie's done. He's talked for two minutes. And (laughs) so at what point did it come to you that you're going to take what you've been loving since a kid, you've been following, and I assume music since you were a kid, when did it become obvious to you to merge those two?
2: So during the quarantine portion of the pandemic, I was bored. I didn't have work. I didn't have much to do. So I got this idea to draw Bigfoot, the monster, driving Bigfoot, the monster truck, through space. Mm-hmm. It was just something to do, really. And so I, I started drawing this and started doing, you know, looking out, I always loved Bigfoot trucks as a kid. Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute, I finished it, I was like, This could be a song. So, I and then I started doing research and stuff on Bigfoot and watching all these Bigfoot movies and and documentaries and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, I can make a song about this. Because again, it was during quarantine. I didn't have much else to do. So I wrote a Bigfoot song. And then from there, I was like, I can make a whole band around this. And I was like, wait a minute, what if all of the songs are about different facets of the paranormal? And it can become a vehicle to show people that Bigfoot and ghosts and aliens and werewolves and cryptids and all of it is part of the same thing. It's not, you know, for the longest time, the the ghost hunters and the ghost researchers, they were over here over here. And the alien people were over here. And it, it was always like this these this separate thing. And then the more I've studied it, the more I've realized that it really is all part of the same world, the same paranormal universe.
0: Brenda, at what point did he trick you into this band? And are you planning on running out of the room at this minute?
1: No, um, I actually really, really believe in like a lot of all these theories that he's been showing to me and it has opened my eyes because now I feel like it's just, there's so many more things in this universe that a lot of people don't pay attention to, or they just write off. It's kind of cool to me to think that there's something else out there and fun to believe in because when you're a kid and you have all these great things, then you find out everything's fake. Everything's a lie. And that kind of smashes for your creativity and just all of the cool things that you like about being a kid. So just having all these like theories and everything and just the possibilities of having all these different things is really, really cool. And I mean, who, who's to say like, what's like real and what couldn't be like, I don't know. Like for me, I feel like it's just amazing just hearing all of this stuff.
0: So you're talking about you're a kid. So as you're growing up and like the lies are shattered, why is there this step level pyramid of lies that they're like, oh, it's Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. And then like shatter that and like destroy you as a kid. And then people, kids tend to get excited about UFOs and monsters. And then the government's like, nope, that's a lie too. And that that doesn't exist. But like now it's kind of coming back around that it's really not a lie at all. Like it just sets you up like all the time with this crushing of like, the older you get, the more you found out that you've been lied to just nonstop.
1: Yeah, it, it is nonstop because it's kind of crazy. Like they kind of like trick you into thinking that um, amazing things and different things from different realms can't be possible. And I think that's why they instill all of these things in us when we're children and then just make it like, oh, it's a lie. Just like the same thing that I get, I think the world's doing now to everybody.
0: I loved all this stuff as a kid, not the lie part. Like, I, you know, I, I love the cryptids <laughs> and, and the UFOs and all is one. And Jamie used to being like separate camps now and like that's like, like clicking for me i still love them all like they're all in my camp why can't we all just hang out but like there are a lot of people like oh bigfoot's stupid but aliens that's 100 real and other people like aliens that's the dumbest thing i ever heard but there's definitely an ape hiding in the woods over here and you're like well okay like they're both hard to prove but some really good stories out there and some good evidence here or there but like why can't we just believe in different things and then some of the things that science comes out And they talk about spooky action in physics, that one thing happens here, but the other one happens if an atom turns one way and then it's connecting neutron a million miles away can turn the exact same way. But okay, I'm supposed to believe in that, that you can't even see this stuff on like this is all molecular level. And I'm supposed to believe that completely. But then people are like, oh, a ghost broke a plate, uh, opened a drawer, a Bigfoot was rummaging through my garbage. Like, that's a lie. Just crazy.
1: (laughs) It's kind of insane that you're just supposed to believe everything that people tell you. It's just insane.
0: Yeah, it's hard. All right. So, Brenda, you're the bassist for the band Mm -hmm. and Jamie lead singer Mm
1: -hmm. and guitar
0: lead singer and guitar. How does the music process come about? Is everybody on board that it's always going to be paranormal or are are people trying to bring in more mainstream view of some songs and then you also do the paranormal or is it just 100% we're on board? This is what's happening. The concept of the band is that
2: it's paranormal blues rock. Um, so I write the music, and Brenda has been Brenda and I have been working on a couple songs together. Actually, we wrote one song and recorded a demo of it already, and we have wrote another song, but we haven't started recording it yet. That's partially why the other members of the band are not here, because they are interested in the topic, but they're not as well versed in it. So, I mean, I think they could probably give overarching statements about it, but I don't think they could talk to specifics. So I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I thought, you know, on a, you guys can sit this one out because <laughs> I, I basically bring the stuff to the table. Like, I have an idea. Here's a song. And then I'm I'm pretty specific about the music. I'm in another band, too, with the, the drummer from Frostless in the Future, and it's his band, more or less, and he directs it very differently than how I direct this band. So it's good to have, you know, all the facets and, and things. Different outlets. Yeah, different outlets. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but usually songs come in all different ways. Melody, uh, sometimes it'll start with the melody. Sometimes I'll hear a line from something from a movie or from a book or from something. And i oh, that could work as a song or just a concept in general. And then maybe I'll have I'll have an idea about, we should write a song about this. And then I'll have an idea like a musical piece idea that doesn't have any words or anything beyond just an idea. And I could be like, Oh, that can, I can apply this song to this idea uh, and make it come together that way. I mean, the, the last lately we're almost finished with uh, writing the album or our album, um so we've gotten down to the point where we're like okay we have a song about aliens we have a song about bigfoot we have a song about big bad wolf uh what other are other areas that we want to address uh, and so we don't want to make the album 100 songs so we're like we're trying to pick and choose the different topics and things so we're like okay what about a vampire we should write a song about a vampire and so that's that's what we're working on right now actually
0: don't limit yourself this could always be like the Tupac All Eyes on Me double album like if you need 100 songs like don't <laughs> This guy's still releasing some music. He's been dead for ten years. Like, don't worry. Like, even more than that, twenty five years. That's <laughs> well. That's also part of the
2: concept in a way. I thought, you know what? There's enough material in this arena that we could just keep writing albums. Uh, it, there's so many things that there's enough out there that we could face songs on to just continue to make albums. Or this just la- exists for one album and that's it. Uh, who, who time will tell. Who knows? We'll we'll see what happens. But it's, it's fun, so we're going with it right now.
0: And just in general, or not even just for the band, and everything I'm saying, I, we're both smiling as we're saying this. Like I, I think you guys know that I'm joking with you, but sometimes the laughs, laughs aren't coming across on the microphone, but I see you on video doing it, so it, it's good. <laughs> are you fully in the... How how deep are you going, man? Are you How deep the rabbit hole are you? Are you just paranormal, or do you get into full conspiracy theories? Are we living in the matrix?
2: I, I keep one foot in the conspiracy world. I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it's always good to look at both sides. People disagree with you or, or if people don't believe the same thing that you believe. It's good to hear their points because then you can use what they're saying to help inform your thoughts on and, and your perspective on that topic. Basically, like when I first started the idea for this band, I thought, you know what? I'll write the songs about paranormal topics, but I won't say it in there the only thing that will give away what the song is about will be the artwork so the song could be about anything really i mean and how many times does that happen with music that you you can have a song that means so much to you because you can relate it to a certain experience in your life and then come to find out when the songwriter wrote the song that's not at all what they were writing about so i thought oh that's good because the point of this band is to try to reach uh, well i yes and no. like i want to say like you want to reach as many people as possible, but not really. I, what I mean by that is not numbers, more of like an all ages kind of thing. I span the spectrum of ages, basically. Then I thought, well, people are, are not always with it. So I thought, you know, what, it's sometimes you have to point to, to things. So then I thought, well, okay, I'm going to have to actually say what these things are for people to get it. And then now at our shows, we have people come dressed up in costumes and people still don't get it, like so it's, which is so funny. I mean, we have a song about Bigfoot. It's called Big Man because I didn't want to sing Bigfoot. And we have a guy in a Bigfoot costume and people are calling him a monkey. Like, oh, you got a monkey. Like, that's no, it's not a monkey. <laughs> it's, They'll I get it. They'll get it. The song. But yeah. it, I mean, you, you know, that's just how, how society is, basically.
0: So you're talking about the lyrics. And I interviewed the lead singer of Cross Keys. They're a Philadelphia punk band. Josh Alvarez is a good dude. So he was working, he was he wrote all the lyrics for their believes in you album. And we're going through talking back and forth. And it comes on the part, he's like, Oh, one of my buddies loved the lyric. And it was something close to, I stare at the stars, but I still can't relate to them, something like that. And the guy just found it so beautiful. And he's like, I have it inscribed inside of my wedding ring and like my wife and I love that. And he's like, dude, I was working in a psych hospital and like there was a game show on with celebrities. And I'm like, I'm staring at the stars, but I can't relate to them. And he's like, because I can't hear what they're saying because it's on mute. And he's like, there's nothing to do with like, but it, he heard it and it spoke to him in a different way. And, you know, this is the can't hardly wait of Barry Manilow wrote about Mandy. He's like, dude, it's about his dog. Yeah,
1: exactly. But
0: yeah. But you try to leave it wide open. This way it can appeal to all ages. And it's not just, you know, you keep, you know, Bigfoot, 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 Bigfoot. Bigfoot and people are like, well, that's. Maybe work on the hook a little bit, but yeah, you, you, know, you spend the big man and it speaks to <laughs> different things to people. And, and, but you're also then like, you know, that little bit of a red pill of like, Hey guys, we're going to get you on it. We're going to get you in, into the paranormal. Exactly. You got it. Exactly. Brian. So I like that your shows are like this Rocky horror picture show, like people coming up all dressed, like ready to go. So summertime in a Bigfoot costume can't oh. be great. No, <laughs> our poor
2: friend, uh, he loves it though. Our, our friend, Rich, his, he. He loves, it. And, like, he he takes the costume and he stays in it. And, like, first we were, we were, first the idea was, like, you know what we'll do? Like, well, there's an intro part of the song, and it's just this little uh, melody, and it gives me a chance to switch guitars, and it also gives him a chance to come in and introduce himself and, you know, walk around or anything. And then that became, no, you come during the show, and he just sits in the costume, and he's just around and then when when we play that song that's his song then he gets up and he's all excited and he dances and we bring him up on stage and and then and then when it's over i'm like so the first idea was like this is what happened you come in you're out of nowhere from the back of the room you're excited because you hear your song and then when the song's done you just disappear and then you can take the costume off and then you can come hang out he leaves it on he leaves it on, the, which is, which is great. It's amazing that he does it. But then at the end of the night, when he takes it off, I'm like, oh my God, you must have lost at least five pounds. And he's like, no, I love it. I love it. He's all sweating. You're like, I, I think it's great. Go, okay. Well, we love him. We're, we're yeah, so grateful. That's,
0: oh, that's going to be great. But that man, that costume, man. I hope he airs it out a lot. Just drive home with the windows <laughs> I think, down.
1: I think he like owns the costume now. It basically it's basically
0: it. <laughs> you don't want it back. It <laughs> no, 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 is. Not mine. No. <laughs> After three sweat throughs, you, you own that automatically. But there's no coming back from that. <laughs>
1: it's
0: great. I'm sorry, good Brenda.
1: It's been so much fun, like joining the band, and just like kind of like having a chance to like form all these connections. It's been awesome. So,
0: do you get dressed up for the shows too? Are you out there? Are you? Yeah, this is, where is. I, yeah. We have our okay have outfits here. That's not very paranormal.
1: Oh, you explain
2: well. So. I so I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be like a guar band kind of thing, right? But I also wanted to appeal to to kids and also just I mean for me, I mean this is the, maybe me a little over the top. I'll explain what this is, uh, but but for me, like just I've been playing in bands for for years now, and one thing that always bothers me is that when people get up and play a show and they look like they just got off of work, and it's like try. Like, you, 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 me, you're you, not a rock star, maybe you don't want to be a rock star, but at least look like it, at least look like you tried. And that always just bothered me. I'm like, I think the band should match. It doesn't necessarily mean that we all have a uniform, which is well, now we have a uniform, but I feel like a band should should look like a band at least even if you are wearing plain clothes, it should still match. I'm also, I'm an art director and a designer. I'm a very visual person. So to me, it just makes sense in my brain that the band should match. Uh, people probably think I'm stupid or like, that's dumb, you're thinking too hard about it. But to me, I am I love branding and it's what I do. So, you know, I apply it to the, the band and so it makes sense to me. Uh, but in the paranormal realm, you know, I was trying to think of all the characters that have a part and like, yo, I'm not wearing makeup. Like, I'm, I'm not... I sweat a lot when I play without a Bigfoot costume. So I'm not wearing makeup that's going to drip in my mouth while I'm trying to sing and get in my eyes. I don't want to wear a costume. So I was trying to think like, well, who are we and where do we fit into the paranormal realm? And I thought, oh, well, the military. The military plays a huge part in this. Although the military is technically like the bad guys, I like the idea at first. I thought, oh, well, that's cool. We could all have like military outfits. We have our names. Oh, it's on this side. You anyway, know, we have our name, and then patches and buttons and pins and things that tie into the paranormal realm. Then recently, with David Grush coming out, which I know we're gonna talk about uh later, uh, with David Grush coming out as a whistleblower, I thought that's who we are. We're whistleblowers. So <laughs> We
0: have these little
2: whistles. I love. I love these whistles. When we were kids, it's great too because I mean, I just loved having these whistles uh, as a as a kid. But also, you can blow it, and it's not annoying. It's not super loud. You can blow as hard as you can to this thing, and it's not going to be too distracting. Because if we were, even if we're in a bar and we're having fun, and you blow a whistle, people are going to uh, might think something's wrong. Uh, so the, uh, this is like a low key something's wrong. <laughs> so you're not Axel how- Rose
0: in Paradise City. So I mean, he owns the whistle. That is that is his instrument. Hey- you know oh
1: my god Axel!
0: he yeah, the whistle yeah. yeah yeah you don't want people to come up like hey axel calm down so like i do like your i do like your whistles cool. <laughs> and i think it's a good way to get the crowd involved too to, if everybody had like a crossing guard whistle that, that would get really annoying really fast yeah, yeah, and yeah. also interrupt your song if you're not the ones blowing if people in the crowd <laughs> are like hey great song guys like tweet it'll be horrible Exactly.
2: Yeah. And like, one of the things I want to do is, is somehow make this a piece of merch for people. I just haven't, I don't know. I haven't, it hasn't like coalesced in my head yet because I don't want that. I don't want people just all around as like, okay, enough with the whistle. we get it. You know? So I I like the idea, but I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how it should play in, uh, but we'll see.
0: You just need the necklace with the shot glass that hangs down this way. If people want to get involved, they'll just get a little more drunk and enjoy it a lot more. Not that they're not enjoying it a ton from the beginning, but like this way, they're not going to annoy you too much. Yes. Like the slurring, of like what that song? It's like oh my god, man, calm down. With the drinks we got oh, it.
1: Yeah. Yes, we're
0: That's... up here for an hour. We're going to jam out. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what's your goal for the band? Is this your main focus? You said you're in two bands right now. Uh,
2: it's not. It's uh, I've been in in the bands that I've been in prior to this. I was more or less on a mission. Music has always been a part of me. Uh, It's my passion Uh, besides design and stuff like music is, is part of my soul, but I, I thought I could make a career out of it, you know, like, oh, you know what? So I, I've pushed really hard in previous bands to get my name out there and, and, you know, do all the social media and all the promotion and all the publicity and all the press and everything to try to like make it up the ladder. And it's happened where I've gotten up to the, the platform and then the ladder dropped. So it's happened a few times. So this time, like, you know what? I don't care. I don't want to do that. I just want to have fun with my friends. And it's that's what it's become, basically, like the experience of playing music with my best friends. And, you know, if people want to tag along for the concept, great. If they don't, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I like it. Spread
0: the word, get it out to as many people as possible. Have fun while you're doing it, and then you're also gonna like. Oh, I'm doing research for for the band tonight, but like you're watching a UFO documentary. But no, 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 it's, it's research. It's research.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if if people love it, great. That's yeah, but you know, anything anything beyond what I just said is just gravy. Like, I, it's well, right now the goal is to to get an album recorded. So we gotta finish a few more songs. And then get into the
0: studio and get them recorded. Um, so that's the immediate goal. That's awesome. D- do you have all songs are ready to go or you're still working on that part and then you're going to go into the recording? Okay.
2: Well, I try. I want to have at least 10 songs and we have seven. We have seven songs and uh, one that's not recorded yet, one that we just started working on. Uh, and then we have some ideas and just little loose ends from the other ones. So we're almost we're almost there. Uh, as far as getting it all written, there are demos online of four or five of the songs. I just finished another one. I just haven't finished the artwork yet, so I haven't put it up on, online yet. But yeah, I, I mean, I want to do a demo for each song more or less to serve as pre-production for when we go into the studio, but I'm not sure if I'm going to keep, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, this is, I'm, I'm very like everything I do. I think out ahead of time and I have a plan. I make a blueprint. Uh, whether it's physical or in my head, and I follow that blueprint to reach the goal. And with this, it's just, nah, I just take it as it comes, basically. And I come up with an idea and I go, I go after it. And I don't want to put too much pressure on it because then once the pressure is in there, then it becomes a job and then it's not as fun. Now, granted, if this did become our job, great. Now we, we deal with the pressure, but not really trying to push for that. If it happens, it happens. If not, we're having fun.
0: And then an idea for an 11th song, the hook can just be I'm never going on wild and weird again. And the whole crowd <laughs> yeah, will just no. chant it like over and over and they like jump up gonna... and down.
2: No, we'll this give you We're... Gonna... <laughs> Yeah, this is great. We'll give you a shout out on the record for sure. All right.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's get into some of the weird stuff. <laughs> UFOs. You're a big fan of UFOs. I know Brenda does deep dives with you. She's looking at videos. What do you think the best evidence out there is for a UFO? So There's actually a lot and it's
2: funny because, you know, people complain all the time and rightfully so, like, there's never a real picture. There's never a real video. It's always blurry. It's, you know, uh, where's the real proof we want? But the thing is, like, you you can show someone a blurry picture and they'll say that's fake. And then you can show someone a crystal clear picture and they'll say that's too real. It's fake. This looks too blurry. It can't be real. This looks too real. It can't be real. So there is lots of evidence out there, and I tried to narrow it down to one, and I don't have just one. Like, I actually have, let's see, one, two, three,
0: four, five, six, seven. I have eight examples for you. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do Uh, it. So this is like Pee Wee Herman when he went to get his bike back, and he's like, exhibit double Z.
1: Oh, Jamie loves Pee Wee. I love (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, I love uh, there you. There know. he is. Yeah, he's my homie. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, yeah. No, I, you came prepared. You sent me a Dropbox file. I had no idea how to open it, but we're, we're here. I love it. Okay. Because every so, time you get, you're like, oh, hey, did you ever see that picture?" I like, go, oh, "Which one?" No, you yeah, know, it was like, "Larry," you're like, "Oh, it was this," and but we're gonna we're gonna have it. Let's go. It. Yeah. So I have some some uh, like
2: varying ranges of pictures. I tried to put them in, in some date order, but like the first one. I'm trying to think. So, so what do you think is the best way to do this, Brian? Should I put it up on on the screen and 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 share, like show it? Yeah, you can that do that if you want to share, and then we'll make
0: sure we're talking about the same thing.
2: Okay. So here's one. This is the Battle of Los Angeles.
0: Okay. All right. Battle of Los Angeles. This took place uh, February at night between February 24th and 25th of 1942. World War II. Sirens are going off. There is an enemy attack coming. Over to Los Angeles, right? Exactly, exactly. And
2: I mean, I don't know all the specifics off the top of my head. I'm just familiar with this. I know that all. And when you look in this photo, you can see they have all the spotlights up on this thing, and they were shooting at it, which is stupid. (laughs) Okay, I don't think nothing. I don't think anything happened. I don't think it shot back or anything like that. But like, how stupid? We here's something we don't know what it is. Let's shoot it. I mean, okay, that makes zero sense. But there was this photo that was taken, and, and you can see, I mean, in, in the clouds, that you there are lights on there. And, and when I first saw this picture, when um, when I first became aware of it, I thought the little lights in there were UFOs. I thought they were separate little ships, ships or things, but they are lights on one big structure.
0: So all the lights, all the beams are crossed. They, they went against Egon's advice. They crossed the streams. Here we are illuminating the UFO, and I think all those lights around it are the bullets that they're firing at it.
2: Oh, I thought that's what it was, too, but they're actually spotlights. So they put spotlights up on it, and then they shot bu- bullets and machine guns at it, and nothing happened, obviously. And then yeah, I think the, what the little was dots
0: around it, I think are the machine gun rounds, not the yeah. big beams. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing happened to it.
2: Nothing happened, and I th- I think it just you know, disappeared and went away. Yeah, but- there's something in in
0: the center of the spotlight. There is something there.
1: Yeah, there's, I see like a definite, you know, definite shape in the center. Yeah, there's structure
0: yeah. of some sort. Yeah, there's there's something there,
2: and I mean, and this was in 1942. They didn't have Photoshop in 1942, so what is that? You know, and I know, and there's there's other photos too. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many photos, like the McMenamin, I think photo it is, where like two farmers, farmer his wife saw something and they took pictures. That's like the earliest known photo. I think it's like before this, uh, but. I wanted to give stuff that was like, you know, like this is something that a lot of people are familiar with, but I wanted to try to like pull some things that weren't the same things over and over again. So, yeah, so this, this was thousands all...
0: of people. This is downtown Los Angeles uh, and then right on to the beach and it's right on the coast right there. This isn't the you know middle of Oklahoma, right. the not populated one person's farm and they're like, oh, believe me, I saw it. And yeah. hey, I do believe you that you saw it, but also it helps when there's 9,000 other people to back up your story. <laughs> So do you know what the official explanation is for this? I don't. I'm sure they said They're- they didn't
2: know what it was or they, you know, we don't own rods. And then they just moving on.
0: So apparently there was, I think in San Francisco, there was a giant balloon that they said broke free and then floated down towards Los Angeles. And th- this is like the official government response for this. This is not a UFO. They shot thousands of rounds at a balloon didn't happen to pierce it or break it or have it deflate or anything the entire time. Uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Like this this isn't like swamp gas are infuriating.
1: Right. They tried to say it was the balloon, Brian.
0: They tr- yeah. They said it was a balloon that broke free, but it's mooring in San Francisco and somehow it's supposed to deter, I guess, if the Japanese were to fly over, it would somehow give some type of warning or confuse. The, I guess, turn around. I don't know. But uh, this is what the government said, that it broke free and then drifted down from there.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean same yeah. with I mean same with the Phoenix lights, right? Uh, all those people saw that and then they said, "Oh no, it was flares." But then the governor Fife Symington a- after that, uh he he was put under pressure to say that you know that it was just flares and then he's been interviewed after a- after that happened and he's like, "No, I was there. I saw it. I know what it was. I know well, I don't know what it was, but I know that I saw what everyone else saw, but you know, as a person in government, he couldn't say that back then. So all everyone was really disappointed and, and mad at him. But then he came out after to say, no, I saw the same thing that you saw. I was put under pressure to say that we think it's just flares. And then there was a woman, Frances, oh, I can't think something with the B. I can't think of her last name, but Barwell oh, or something. She was a a congresswoman at that time that pushed, that, that was pushing for it because they were just trying to sweep it under the rug. And then she was pushing for it to like, no, we want an explanation. What is this? And uh, the rest is history.
0: I'm 99% sure that I heard Steve Kerr on a podcast, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. And he was in Phoenix at that time and he saw them, oh. but he, has, he hasn't come out and talked about that and, and except for the last few years. And he's like, well, you know, it really was strange, but also like I had a career and I had goals that I wanted to do and I did not want to get labeled crazy. And it's the same thing with the person in government. You know, it's like, Hey, we have two people to choose from. The guy is running around at that time in the nineties, you know, it wasn't as popular and you're still a little. Crackpotty! potty if you were going around talking about aliens even though an entire city saw this stuff it's
1: crazy oh my gosh, it's crazy
0: okay, now so i'm so- happy that it has switched to the point where you're almost crazy if you say there isn't aliens right yeah it took yeah. it
2: took some time um which was you know part of the the plan it took some time to get to this point uh now that it's at this point you know uh, i mean it's the same everyone keeps saying the same thing but it's like you know the cat's out of the bag and they can't where the toothpaste is out of the tube you can't put it back in the tube and that's that's where we are. All right. So second, the second one I wanted to talk about was September 1971, Lake. I think it's Cote. I don't know if it's Cote or Cote. I just put the the link in the the little.
0: Let me, let me go to that.
2: The little guy there. Yeah. This this next this China one too is pretty huge, but I want to talk about this this Cote one. But this was someone in an airplane was flying and taking photos, and he took. I feel he took us actually. So if you scroll down on there to the second September seven, 1971 thing. So that the the second one. The first one's a huge, huge file. Yeah. That one. So this pilot, I had a camera mounted to the bottom of the, the plane. I forget what he was taking pictures of. Um, But that he, this was, this showed up in a frame in the middle of, of a few frames. So, he was taking a picture of whatever it was he was doing like, like t- for topography for math. I forget what he was, he was shooting. I know this is terrible on my part because I'm trying to show you evidence and I don't even know what it's for, <laughs> but there is a, a link also that I'm going to, I'm including in the PDF that um, has uh, from the history channel. They talk more, uh, there's a little video on YouTube that they, they talk more detail about it. Uh, the details that I'm forgetting right now, but this was taken and like nothing in one frame, nothing in another frame. Then this one, and then, then the next frame, it wasn't there. So people were saying, oh, well, maybe what it is is maybe a rock came up and, and and hit the bottom of the 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 glass of the frame. And that's kind of what the the object looks like, that it could be like if you t- – I don't know if you've ever seen a window with a BB gun that has shot it. That's what it looks like. The glass looks like that. But then why would it not – why would it be gone in the next frame after? So – they got this the negative from this, and they did a drum scan, which is a super super duper duper high res scan of the negative. And obviously, you're not going to be able to tell from the screen here, um, but it's super high res. And if you look closely at it, it looks like a relic of a. It looks like a flying saucer. And so, um, there have been reports of flying saucers when they've seen them that they don't necessarily look brand new and chrome and shiny. Uh, some of them look very old. And so they could just be old, or maybe because they've you know flown from billions and trillions of of miles, or not. Maybe they just dipped in and out of uh, the dimension. And uh, but this this is a, a case of they think that's what happened. The guy was taking pictures, and it revealed itself, came into our reality enough to just take one picture, and then disappeared. UFOs have shown uh, like like the TikTok case, uh, the famous TikTok case now that everyone knows about. Uh, they they've shown precognitive ability where they know what the per it's like they they know what you're thinking and where you're supposed to go what you're looking at and then they choose to reveal themselves. so that could be this could be a case to that uh again, like looking at it on the screen here it doesn't look so great but if you look separately at the photo uh it's it's incredible it's very very sharp and clear. My favorite one, which is weird because I kind of discovered this on my own I, I found something that corroborates what I've seen uh, separately. Uh, So July 7th, 2010, there was a UFO in China and it shut down the airport. I think it's pronounced Zhaoshan Airport. The UFO disrupted air traffic at the airport. Nearly 20 flights were diverted and some 2000 passengers were affected. So these are the photos of that. It's a, a cigar shaped craft which is, you know, there's several shapes and and sizes of these UFOs. Some of them are 40 feet wide. Some of them are 400 yards wide. Uh, So they come, who knows where they come from, but they're they're all different shapes and sizes. But the earlier, the earliest depictions of UFOs are, you know, some of them are the cigar shape. So now what we're looking at now is the one on the upper left was in China. And the bottom one is a clip from a video in Paris. That's the same chip. It may not be the exact same ship, but it's, you know, from the same factory, wherever it came yeah, from. It's doing the same thing. It's doing, and it's doing the same yeah. thing. Who knows what it's doing, but it's it's doing the same thing. Now, the crazy thing is I came across, not looking up this, but, you know, one night I was going down the YouTube rabbit hole and I came across this video that somebody took of so basically someone was watching a, a a football game it was the Colts versus the saints october 23rd which was two days ago uh, october 23rd uh, 2011 and I, i'll send you the link of the video but they're watching the game and it's like in between plays and the camera pans to the skyline and there's a church and and, and you know you just see like it's nighttime and you see the skyline behind the the game, like the game's going on. They're just showing a a shot of nighttime skyline. And you just see this very quick, like this light. There's like, and I'm like, what what is that? So I don't think they, if if I remember correctly, this, the news, the the sportscasters didn't address it. They just, you know, showed this clip and then it just went back to the game again. Well, this guy used his phone. He filmed his TV. uh, And then on the TV, he, he pauses the game and then he's, skipping through a frame at a time and the light thing slowed down when it's paused is this ship. Whoa. And it's, it's crazy because it's, so it's either like at the time when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's people say like they fly erratically. Like first there's a ship over here. You can see it over here. And then it's, you know, instantaneously uh, across the other side of the horizon like that, or you'll see it flying and then it'll make a 90 degree turn, which is impossible. but, Now I'm thinking, I mean, there's so many different facets to this, but a possibility could be that it's not coming from space and it's coming from another dimension. And so what we're seeing is either a project, it could be a projection, a hologram, or it could just be how it's being interpreted in our world like so we'll see something doing like this maybe it's not really doing it like that flying like that but that's just how our measly eyes interpret what's actually happening uh but if you watch that video it's very crazy because you see it's like oh my god it's that it's that china ufo that's also the paris ufo and it flew over the united states so it, it to me it's like that's it's credible proof it's it's crazy it's crazy but you,
0: you'll love it if you see this video it's it's really awesome. No, I love that. And I'm excited to say it. So the one thing that Bob Lazar talked about was that their propulsion system almost seemed like it was like tilted forward uh, and kind of like falling, but in controlled falling. So, you know, you wouldn't expect that if it was, uh, if there was an engine and it was pushing it out, it would kind of level the thing out and, and make it go. But this was almost seemed like it was sucking things out from the front of it. And that yeah. could give it more of the ability to fall or go places if you're actually removing gravity and atmosphere and things like that and just going down. Now, also, there's this Carl Carl Sagan video that that guy's way too smart for me to follow anything, and I'm trying to do it. And he's explaining how we're three-dimensional beings being projected into a two-dimensional world and like how we actually look versus like how we see things. Then he's trying to do a four-dimensional one. But the whole time he's like, I can't show you a four-dimensional figure because we live in a three-dimensional world being projected on the 2D. But if it was coming through our space, this giant, you know, like uh, like the square, you would see all sides of the square at the same time and see inside of the square. And it almost looked like a cube was inside of the square. And as it would come through, you'd only see a sliver of it as it was passing through our world because it can't exist in here. And David Grush kind of touched on this during his testimony. Uh, I think in late June, I think is when he testified. And he talked. He started getting into how how we project to a different world. And the congressman actually, well, one, Congress has no desire to hear anything except for themselves talk. Similar to what I'm doing here. I should be a congressman. They just want to hear themselves talk. But he's telling them about like, oh, well, the 3D and the two. Like, but t- David, David, look, calm down. The science here. Hold on one second. I, I need to interject something. One guy's it was his wife's birthday and spent 30 seconds wishing her happy birthday, which is great. But you also have a guy saying we have alien ships. Lay out your ten questions real quick.
2: Yeah, yeah. That 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 hearing was. <laughs> well, well. Speaking of Bob Lazar, uh, one of the examples that I think I don't know. You know what? I don't think I included. No, no. Okay, so it's not included in this list, but it's going to be included in the email that I send you. I just watched a the I I watched recently a documentary. Well, uh, well I'm sorry, a podcast where. This guy, his name is Luigi Venditelli or something. Uh, he met with Bob Lazar and decided to make a a movie based on virtual reality renderings of the sport model UFO that Bob Lazar worked on. And it, they showed—he oh, was on a Richard Dolan's podcast—and they showed some still frames and they were incredible. They were put together with this technology called like Unreal Engine, it's some kind of 3D modeling software, and they they worked with Bob to make sure that everything was as he remembered and you know, it's the closest thing we'll ever get to a photo of of that ship. Um and it's 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 incredible. Um uh, speaking of, Bob wasn't aware of where it came from, but he was told that it was that it was found at an archaeological dig so it's very, that ship was very old. So if it was, so that's like, that's a fossil from the future. So that, that's, that's, I, as I use that ship and in, in some artwork for uh, one of the songs that we, we did because I'm like, Oh, that's a fossil from the future.
0: So they um, have, during oh. um, Ross Colther, how do you say his name? I it <laughs> all the time. The, the reporter that interviewed David Rush originally. And he went on to say that there is a UFO that is so big that they couldn't move it and had to build a building on top of it and it sent a lot of people off on a rabbit hole of like, you know, let's try to find buildings and obviously be a security site. And somewhere in my depths of Twitter, and I don't, I don't let this thought hold a lot of water, but there is a small movement of that this UFO is under the Sphinx. And this is what Edgar Casey talked about of this is the There's a a tomb of knowledge and things like that. That he would he had Edgar Casey was a sleeping prophet. He would lay down and go in these little dream state like things, and he would rattle off. He healed so many people by telling them what was wrong with them or cured things. He was able to remote view, and so one of his things during his sleeping prophet time was that under the Great Sphinx, Paul is this chamber of knowledge, and now people are trying to tie that to being the UFO and is that the building that was built on top of it. I feel like that's not what Ross was talking about, that this was a modern building built on top of it, but I'm also here for everything. So I don't know.
2: Exactly. I'm right with you. It could be that. That could be another one, or he might've been talking about something else um, because the pyramids were not what we think they were. They're not tombs. They weren't designed to be tombs. They were—they very well could have been a power source. Um, they're, they're set up for that, but like power on like a massive scale, but they were not tombs. So- Plus, there's so many things coming out now that are just changing the course of history and the timing of everything and how old things are. Things are actually a lot older than we think they are. People have been around longer than we think they've been. Uh, and I also saw another podcast, the Concrete Podcast, which is really awesome, uh, where this guy, I can't think of his name, uh, was talking about how a lot of the things in Egypt were, were there already. And then the Egyptians came in and engraved over top of them. He also found evidence of saw marks on a lot of the stones that are there, where some of the stones that are they're so perfectly tight that you can't even fit a piece of paper in between. Like, how did they do that? And then, you know, obviously we think, wow, it must have been the aliens it must have helped them. And how do these, these stones, they came from hundreds of miles away. Back then, we didn't have the technology to, to move that, or did we? And, and then he shows these pictures of these giant stones where you can see that there's saw marks. Now he does a better job of explaining it to me because you could just be like, "Well, that could be anything," you know. But the way that this guy explains it and shows the the evidence, you're like, "Oh my goodness, I think he's right."
0: Yeah, there's one coffin. I think it's in the British Museum, and it's an Egyptian coffin, and it just has 90 degree angles, and like you can see the, some of the saw marks on there. And they've had, um, you know, I, I guess different archaeologists or alternative archaeologists go there, and they try to. It's a legitimate conversation. This isn't like this, like gotcha journalism or anything. But as they're talking to the person, just trying to get their wheels turning, of like, oh, so this was done with, you know, uh, rubbing a stick around it. like, oh yeah, that's what they had at that period. Like, okay, so like, what is this? And like, really slowly dragging that horse to water, you know, for them to be like, uh, and we're done, and we're leaving. I it. Yeah,
1: used <laughs> to want to be an archaeologist. They used to want to learn all that stuff and yeah. how they made all that good stuff. And then what happened? I became a hairstylist. He joined
0: fossils from the future. That's what happened. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Not just any hairstylist, the best. Oh, the the best. best. Yeah. I wasn't gonna bring up. Oh, I I saw got pulled into another, maybe Instagram video or something, but they were showing pressured water, almost like a pressure washer, like high industrial cutting through like anything. They, they cut a computer in half. They cut, they went down through a car and cut it in half with water. So, these future technologies that we didn't have could also just be regular things that we're just not thinking I hate the, the term of thinking outside the box like that means like you can only think like within here like you should always be thinking like well, you know why is there a box to begin with and this is like a very stoner and stupid way of thinking of things but like you put yourself in that box and the reason we can't have free energy and we can't have travel to the moon in a heartbeat is because you're like well the laws of physics well who says they're the like they're the mostly laws of physics but like there has to be like other things that like we're not but the refused to investigate them. So them saying, like, oh, they shouldn't have had this power washer that you know, maybe there was a the with the windmill, you know, the uh the one in the water, the the paddle boat uh, turner, like maybe the that thing? Like the yeah, on a ferry. Yeah. Right, like the, the ferry thing there to like produce more water and energy to do this. Like that that could have been something. But they just sit here and go, No, they didn't have the Stone Age was only at this time, and the Bronze Age was this time. And like, okay, how do we get all this stuff? Yeah, exactly. It's coming out. More and more stuff is coming out now. Graham Hancock, as, I love him. Him and oh, Randall Carlson, man. yeah. The,
2: the guys pointed out so many things that they banned him. They banned him from that Snake Mountain thing. Not Snake Mountain, but it's called something. The Snake thing. He pointed out so many things that people didn't want to. They they don't want to think it and they don't want to hear it. So they banned him from it. How do you get banned from a public national monument? Like, come on. Uh, but yeah, him and then I can't think of the other guy's name. I'm so terrible with names and things. Uh, but his buddy, uh, Randall Carlson. Yeah, uh, Randall's great. Oh, man, the 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 stuff that they talk about is just, it's incredible. It's just, its it makes you think. It makes you think. And, you know, we're definitely at a point now where I think technology, for better or worse, has invaded our lives so much. It's made so many things possible that weren't possible before. And it's connected so many people in ways that were never possible before that now the information is just slowly but surely you know, it's making its way out into the into the world, and I'm here for it. It's a crazy time to be alive right now. It's amazing. It's it's insane. It's 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 amazing. Hopefully, we're but, the world's around long enough for us to continue to see it. Uh, we're gonna see what happens, but I'm
0: hoping the world's around long enough for me to add this podcast and put it up. We'll see what's happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's we're, it, it gets slippery quick around here. It is, man. Sorry. Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock were on Joe Rogan's show in late December. And they were going over the usual Randall and Graham stuff, which I love. And it's hard to understand why it's not accepted more by the mainstream. Like the Younger Dryas period and this comet and it melted the ice caps. And you know he has the Niagara Falls was like done in a matter of days and not millions of years. And you can actually see where it's carved. And there's a place in Minnesota and you can see where it's carved. It's really amazing stuff. And I think if you went there with this open mind, you would see it more. But a lot of people write books and they have tenure at colleges. And you know that's your whole existence. So, they hold on to that. I do think there's going to be a new generation of archaeologists and thinkers and things coming along that have grown up on this. Mm-hmm. So, during that interview in December, Randall started talking about some of the other projects he's working on. And this is some of the Tesla technology. This is some of the free energy. And they have the working devices in the Maldives, 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 whatever. Uh, they have the working devices there. And this way, I don't know. It kind of seems it might be a little shady over there. And there's like, no governments can control you. So he was going to come back on to Rogan in January with some of these guys and go over it. And on Rogan's Instagram, he posted a picture. Everybody was there. Randall posted a picture. Everybody's there. And then guess what didn't come out? That episode. So that episode is missing. Joe has never addressed it that I'm aware of. Randall hasn't addressed it, Was just like, oh, wait, we filmed it. And it's up to Joe to do what he wants, wants to do with it. So just... It's like, we're so close to there, but also we're at a perfect point for like the mad scientists and the grifters to come along and really can make things seem one way that that aren't, you know, and I, you know, I know Rogan's not a scientist or or anything, but also he's this giant brand. He's not going to put something out that's like complete bullshit. So it's just like, I, I know we're so close and there's so many stories of people with free energy who've come out, who've turned cars running on just water and then, you know, they're suicided. They're they're poison. They're like whatever it might be. The the two gunshots to the back of the head suicide. You know things like that, and it's just to keep us in keep us in this yeah. path. You know the, of of not fully understanding. Why do you why do you think that is? Do you think it's just control?
2: It's control, and it would it would turn the the entire structure of society on its head. It would be flip everything upside down, and they don't want that. To happen, so they're holding on as hard as long as they can to make sure that things stay the way that they are, because the rich people continue to get richer, et cetera, et cetera, and they don't want that. So uh, they're going to hold on as long as they can, and but it's it's inevitable at this point now. So we're, I mean, maybe it's not inevitable, but because you know they're still doing a good job of stopping of of trying to plug the hole in the dam uh but you know as long as people just keep pushing forward and keep asking questions and keep you know trying to get to the answer hopefully we will in our lifetime
0: i hope so they're having so we're recording on wednesday tomorrow is thursday october 26th and you're not supposed to mention dates keep this evergreen so tomorrow supposed to be thursday october 26th and they're going to have the skiff meeting you know, the the secret room where you can talk about classified documents and they're bringing in whistleblowers. So the one senator I saw came out, congressperson, not sure who she was. She came out and said that David Grush wanted to come, but he was asking for flight and lodging. Like he didn't have to pay for his own flight and lodging. And she's like, I just, I can't do that. I would have a budget for this. So I'm not sure if he's not coming or if they got money from somewhere else or we, we have no money to fly. I'm not going to, we're not going to get <laughs> just print it people you've been doing this for 100 years you really did it the last 3 years print the money just bring the guy here that sounds like bs uh, yeah. yeah he's sounds- he's actually been so like at first
2: when uh, when he first came out and did that interview with Ross for uh News Nation uh, immediately after he was not silenced he i think he was threatened basically they were like that, that's it you're not you know he did not go outside of his you know his confidentiality agreement but they stopped him from doing any more interviews but since then he's done a couple and it's you know he's not he's not really saying he's not saying anything that he's not supposed to say so it's not like oh he didn't say anything here but you know on this podcast he did uh but he is it's just cool to hear you know hear him talk more about what he's been involved in and uh you know what they're doing to to stop it at, and and yeah, there's supposed to be like a lot more people have been doing this since like since they they opened up the floodgates and said, you know, people are now allowed to come in and talk to us and, uh, you know, not get in trouble. Uh they did the whistleblower actually. Have, Yeah. Which is crazy too. Cause like the term whistleblower, he's not, a, he's not a whistleblower because he's legally saying these things which is so weird and convoluted and complicated and crazy the whole thing doesn't really make sense it doesn't it doesn't but a whistleblower is like someone like edward snowden or julian assange who came out and like surprise (laughs) you know that's a whistleblower coming out and doing it formally is not really a whistleblower but now leads us to we can write a song about whistleblowers i like (laughs) there's a term about it but you know working
0: uh, out for you guys no but that's true so uh, a whistleblower and he's like, oh, I received bad reviews. Like, oh, did you? Go ask Julian Assange how his bad reviews are going. Go ask Edward Snowden, who's not gone back in the United States, like how that's going for him. But like, you weren't promoted to your, but you still had your job and like, were people didn't have lunch with you? Like, it also kind of seems like a little perfect for our generation, right? Perfect for like this Twitter atmosphere of like, my feelings were hurt and I feel like I should. So he has to submit all of his questions that he wants to answer. He's like, oh, they asked me, you know, A through Z. They asked me everything. And they're like, okay, answer this, answer this, answer this. Can't answer that, can't answer that, answer this. So that's why during the hearing, he's like, he starts talking, or he's like, oh, I can do that in the skiff, I can do that in the skiff. Which also in itself is an answer. It's it's crazy. And I, I just find it, I just find the nuts that some of the stuff that he says and the news just doesn't seem to care.
2: It's yeah. like don't look up. That movie is so oh, accurate. Okay. It is so incredibly accurate to <laughs> to today, you know. And that movie actually inspired the artwork for the song "End of the World" that we we put together. Uh, because you know, if in that artwork I have the a giant tidal wave coming, the city's burning, and you got in the background you have uh, I have Elon Musk and Bezos flying in their spaceships to Mars, and everyone is just on their phone. I put some kids too, and they're just on their phone, not paying attention. There's a meteor coming toward the, and nobody's paying attention. And it's, that's just, that's what it is. That's just what it is, you know?
0: And like, why are we not more outraged that if the government has had UFOs, if Roswell really happened, if they're finding ancient ones at archeological digs, okay, where was the snow back then? Oh, they weren't using gasoline. So what were they flying with that you're getting into or you're looking at? So like I don't have to pay my electric bill this month. I don't have to pay my gas bill this month. Like Tesla technology is any of that truly real and better? But yeah, Because yeah, like- if that's
2: the, if that came out, then we we wouldn't have. The, the, it would change the entire power. So everything would be free. We would have free energy. They don't want that. Because look at all of the institutions that and corporations that have been built on that alone. That's where most of the money in the world is. It would just, it just. I don't know. But I I look at it as like, well, then why wouldn't you then? maintain that position by investing in and innovating in that new technology so then exxon instead of instead of becoming or or being you know like the gas giant becomes this free energy giant but i think i i'm probably simplifying it and that's why there's all there's so many people that are already invested in this that would then and i think that's too where it comes into you know like and that's the other thing too like when, when, with, if this, if this bill goes through that Chuck Schumer put through, uh, and it gets passed, and all the people, you know, it's private citizens and private companies that have these pieces of things are supposed to turn it into the government, but then they have a year to do it. That gives them a t- that gives them a year to move it. I'm sure they've already done that now but they're keeping it for themselves because they all want the power. Everyone wants to be that whoever has this technology, as Lu, Luis Elizondo said, whoever has this wins. That's it. You're not, there's no one, you're the, you're the top. And, and I think everyone has these things and they've all been working on it in secret. And, you know, everyone's trying to be the, at the top of the ladder and it's not, you can't, there's only one top of the ladder. So it's so convoluted. It's, it's, it's so crazy. this goes
0: back to Lazar and Grush that Lazar was only given a small piece to work on, allegedly, from what he said. He was given a small piece to work on. And the guy before him apparently didn't work out too good for him. He's like, Oh, he tried to cut it in half with this, and like, don't do that one. You know, so he's trying to work on this, but he also doesn't know like the rest of the ship. And he said he was in one ship for a little bit, but like for the most part, he wasn't working on oh, that's the steering wheel, and that's the brakes, and that's the wheels, and you know, that's the door. He was like, Okay, this is one piece of the engine, figure that out. And then Grush, uh, yeah, Grush goes on. And says like, "Hey guys, there is somebody above us who's in control of all of us, and they have all this stuff, and we're not getting any of it." And they're like, well, who are they? Then tell us the names. They're like, I don't know. I just know that there's another agency above us. And then Congress is like, well, no, we didn't authorize them. They can't have that. So you don't know who's in control. You don't know what was given private. You know, so you know, Lazar was supposed to be Area 51 or whatever. But all this stuff went off to like Skunk Works and all that. All went off the private industry because you can't FOIA them. You can't get any of that stuff to come back. So, hey, guys, turn it in. Turn what in? You, you know, It's the the Simpsons, the, the $3 million check, and you let the Castro hold it for a minute, and he's like, oh, where's the $3 million bill? He's like, what $3 million bill? But you're not giving it back. Yeah. Where's the paperwork? There's no paper trail. Yeah. I'm, and then Chuck I'm, Schumer's going to get this passed, and then he's going to go, well, no, that's all we have. Oh, we, we found a wheel, and we have a door, and we have this little piece of metal. We don't know what it is, but it could also be a windshield wiper. Like <laughs>
2: Exactly. I mean, and that's like the error report that just came out. They're being they're hiding behind the language in it where they're saying we, they're, out of the cases that we've studied, there is no known cases where people have been injured by, you know, being in close proximity to or working on or being, you know, being around UFOs. But there are there are documented cases The the I don't know if you've seen that the citizens disclosure hearing of citizens hearing on disclosure. It was hours and hours of, of these people that worked for the military, for the government, co- coming in front of Congress people and giving testimony that happened with David Grush. But it was like, you know, we they couldn't get that. So they decided to do this anyway. Citizens' disclosure, hearing on disclosure. And they're, they're like Richard Peniston, who was there at the, the Bentwaters incident. Him and his his uh, partner got very sick and ill from it. But how are you going to get met? They wouldn't give him medical benefits because why are we going to give you medical benefits if you got hurt from something that we say doesn't exist? But they kept fighting and pushing for it. And eventually, uh, John McCain, they went to John McCain and John McCain authorized it. And now they got medical benefits from being in close proximity to a UFO on a military
0: base. They're not going to give people... Anything. They had burned pits in Iraq and people were breathing. They would burn every, they'd burn They burn refrigerators. They'd burn computers. They would burn everything. Like they did not, there was no recycling. There was no, you burned everything. And if the winds changed and it blew over the base, you were breathing in, burning plastic. And these people had to fight for years to get medical attention. And they're, well, that's classified stuff that we were burning. Like there's, it's called the fucking burn pit, man. The guy was in charge of it and like poured lighter fluid on every hour. Like this is not classified. You poison people. There's a guy I used to work with in the casino. He maybe he was in Vietnam. I don't know. But he was in the Navy. So he they would go on the ship, and he was like, hey, man, like some days are just boring. But if you took the motor oil and poured it over a loaf of bread, what and, and I don't think it was motor oil. It's whatever liquid they had. there's this some army liquid. And you poured it over a loaf of bread. He's like, what came out the bottom? He's like, you would get rocked on that. He's like, people were drinking that. That was a party drink. And then this guy, when I was talking to him, he had all the cancers he had like not working out well for him. He passed away shortly after I, so I worked on him for two years. So he probably 20 years after being out. So not Vietnam. So 20 years after being out of the Navy, dead cancer, son was born, horrible cancer passed away. So the stuff that you're drinking and he's not getting benefits, he's not getting, they're never going to admit to any of this stuff. Like, Oh, a a UFO came down and zapped you with like, that's not happening. Exactly. Very sad. I I hope we can, you know, turn this around a little bit with it. I'm really excited for the hearings. Do do you, how much hope do you have? Do you think like this is controlled disinfo? Do you think that it's like almost like a counterintelligence being run on us? I don't think so. I, from the stuff that I've been watching,
2: I think that this is what they've been preparing us for. So like they've said like, Oh, over the years, they put, You know, put spaceships in movies and and stuff to, you know, slowly get people used to it so it it wouldn't be a shock. And if you think about it, all of that's been happening. It's been decades. You know, that's what they're talking about. Like the U.S. government has been covering this up uh, for decades. Well, it's been decades. And now it's at a point where people are more accustomed to it. And so, I don't know, I keep hearing people say, like, next year... 2024 is going to be the year that we find out whatever it is that we find out. And I think that it's more than just, oh yes, there are aliens and you know dealing with them for years and talking with them for years and we have agreements with them and they're here and living on that. I think all of that is true, but I think the the source of all of this is really is something wild and weird and that's why they haven't been telling us because it's going to be too much for people to handle more so than just yes there's aliens. Well obviously there's aliens. Come on. Like we're the only living thing, the only planet with I mean that that's just that would be just just stupid to think that. But I think it's something else. And I'm I'm thinking now that what it might be is god, the angels, the demons, the devil I think that is the aliens and the werewolves and blah, 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 blah. And I I think it's all the same thing. I think that even that, like we were saying in the beginning of this, that, you know, all, all the paranormal things tie into the same thing. I because think about that. All right. We don't have. Pr- I mean, OK, so we saw some photos here of, of some some purported, you know, spaceships and, and things, but we don't have any photos of God and Jesus. And, and people believe in that. So why right why don't we have any photos or evidence and video i mean maybe there are some things you know but i i think it's the same thing i, I, I saw jesus funny. on a
0: piece of toast once i saw a picture of that but,
2: that's pretty crazy right it's a, <laughs> universe has a
0: sense of humor
2: it's uh, a lot like him. it's it actually does the it's the bread it's something in the bread there's something in the bread yeah. uh but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's annoying this little, this drip, drip, drip of information of how it's coming out. It's very annoying. Uh, and especially when you have these people that are going on these podcasts, but you, you got to look at it from both sides. Like, so I, I'm a huge fan of the weaponized podcast, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp. Yep. Uh, I should actually say George Knapp's name's first actually, but like it is Jeremy Corbell's thing, but you know, the, the stuff that they've been been talking about has just been fantastic. And their second to last episode, they had Jim Lukatsky on and he ran the ufo program and he's just said that the yes we have at least one we know there's more than one but he admitted we have one ufo that we have and we were able to breach the hull, get inside of it and now well what mm, i can't i can't tell you what it is and any other question after that he can't he can't say so it's like well what is the point of coming on a guess what everyone i have something to tell you and it's you know, like, what is, the, what is the point of that? However, if you look on the other side, he did go on a podcast and say what he said. So the same with David Grush. I think people are focusing on the wrong. I mean, yeah, it's annoying and frustrating, but I think people tend to focus on the wrong thing. Well, he keeps saying all these things, but oh, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. Right. But think about all the things that he is talking about and that he is saying. It is ridiculous that they're like, you can say everything up to this point but look at like the redacted government uh documents from the government where they have a piece of paper and everything's crossed all blacked out but there are some things on there that's basically what he's doing he's reading the some things on there i mean it's getting to the point now where we're going to find out i think a little bit more about what's underneath the the blacked out part but i i think it's still like i the other thing like people like to say is that everyone's waiting for disclosure with a capital d and it's not. That's not going to happen like that. Uh, it it has happened. It is happening. We're in it right now. And people say, "Well, if there really are aliens and there really are UFOs, why don't they land on the White House lawn?" Okay, first of all, the White House lawn is not the the center of the globe. Second of all, they did. <laughs> they did. The, the UFOs did. For uh, there was a flap that happened way
0: back in I think in the
2: '40s or the '50s. I think it was like like
0: '52 or something. Like three three UFOs flew right over a picture and everything. And like, you'd be like, well, that's fake, except that it's been out forever. Forever. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing that's really fascinating about this. For the longest
2: amount of time, you know, everyone was discredited and and made fun of on purpose uh, when we talked about these things. But now that it's becoming more acceptable and more accepted, now it's going to be, uh, you know, fun and interesting to go back to all those cases that people were just, you know, flipping about. What if they really were telling the truth now, all those old stories take on a whole new meaning because like, oh, my God, maybe they really is real. It's I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for that. It's almost like kind of like, a, you know, you had you bought all those tapes and then CDs came out and you had to buy all your, new, your tapes and CDs again. But then it also forced you to revisit everything and revisit those albums that you love. Um, so I, I think the same kind of thing may happen here.
0: All the old stuff like that's what I fell in love with, you know, like the in search of and like sightings was a show and the unsolved mysteries every once in a while would, would dive into that. So I was listening to a podcast the other day, the confessionals with Tony Merkel, and his guest was on the guy was for wrestler and he ran for Congress in Illinois or something. But he there's this alien interview from maybe it came out like in 80, late 70s, early 80. And he's making a documentary on this. He hasn't made he hasn't made one penny on it. He's like using his own money. And he has gone back and found, like, there's little markings on the video that was sent out and they're like, just like random letters, but he was able to reach out to other people and like piece together, like what these letters mean. Cause it was, uh, I forget what it is. I'll, I'll send you a, a link to the, to the show, but it was really good. But, so, but they're going on They're like, oh, well that, that branch of government doesn't exist. Like that, that unit doesn't exist. And he was talking to somebody he brought it up and the guy's like, you ever mentioned that again? He's like, you know, you're going to get like, let this go. So he let that go. He's able to find out who this one doctor was because someone brought up, reached out to the wife and she's like, oh, he passed away. He's like, oh, well, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. He's like, hey, was he good? He was an army doctor. And he's like, you know, they ever tell you these stories? And she's like, the weird thing is like when we, we retired, we lived with a lot of like army guys and like buddies and you get together and you tell some war stories, you tell some basic training stories and, you know, there's jokes and even like the bad stuff was like, it's kind of funny years later and it's not so terrible. And like, he never shared anything. And so he never opened up, he he would clam up and stuff would come up. She's like, I always found it weird, but it was like, you know, he's a nice guy. That's just something he wants to not focus on. So the guy's like, what if I told you that I have this video of him doing an interview with an alien and there's, there was somebody telepathically answering for the alien. And then he was like, I actually would say that makes a lot of sense. And it gives me peace to know that he actually was doing something in the army that like this wasn't some like horrible, P- like maybe that is horrible PTSD, but it wasn't like this horrible PTSD thing, you know, uh, not burning down the Vietnam Village or whatever, you know, that he he was interviewing an alien. So really interesting stuff. This guy is going back and doing that, but that's all the stuff that like we kind of saw growing up, and like these fuzzy VHS tapes, a copy of a copy, you know, and and it was tough. But to go back and look at those, but those poor people's lives were ruined who came out with us and were mocked and shamed, and they're the best in their field. And people were like, oh, this crackpot.
2: Right now, it's like, well, this this person who's saying is the best in their field. They, they got you should believe them. You know, before they were like, oh, no. no. like no, these are real people, legit people that chose to risk their lives and in some cases.
1: Their lives are growing. completely.
0: Yeah, it's it's really sad. I think for some of these people, you know, uh, you know, it's the crazy old uncle at Thanksgiving. You know, and it's like, oh, he's gonna tell me stories again. Like, dude, that guy was dropping knowledge on you and you know, super new things. Do any of your YouTube deep dives or any, anything you're interested in? Do you go back to like Tartaria or any of that? The like ancient erased civilization. This is like uh, the people that are leading to Atlantis and Lemuria. And there are, you know, again, this. We live in the best of times. We live in the worst of times. The best of times are I get to talk to you guys through the computer. We're on Zoom. I see crystal clear. This is great. Making connections you normally might not. And the worst of times is everything could be CGI'd. You could be CGI <laughs> for all I know right now. How do I know you're real? But you know, they have these some of these ancient maps in like the Russian China area. It was Tartaria and it was supposed to be this advanced civilization. This is like a lot of like why have things gotten worse? Why have why is the Parthenon made out of marble and it's so beautiful? Why are all these buildings, you know, why are the Egyptian pyramids made that we can't lift now? Why, why is Gobekli Tepe... They like we don't have any of this stuff now, so some people are saying that's like the Tartarian offshoot. It kind of goes like the mud flood, and if you're doing that stuff, hmm. you a mud I, flood that guy.
2: Familiar? That's her, that I think I've heard like Randall Carlson say that.
0: Yeah. So his his is a little different. This is more of a so mud flood. I, I may have I may have twisted Tartaria and, and the Atlanteans. I have to go back and look into that. Mud flood though, it's kind of goes to the World Fair in the 1800s that the settlers went across there's no pictures of anything ever being built. Like you built San Francisco, like never took a picture. No one ever took, like they had cameras then, like you built an amazing city, you put all this stuff, but some of this stuff is found. And then as they're digging to put pipes in to run sewers, they're actually finding that the buildings have windows buried under the ground. So that's as they went here and you're excavating things, you can actually see that it was actually, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet of more building that was down there. Then the mud yeah. flood came These people survived it, did whatever, showed up, and it was there. Paved it, made floor number two or three, floor one. Some of them are supposed to have elevators that were already in there, so like pretty advanced. And it came through. It also comes through like there's the orphan trains in the 1800s. All this stuff like ties together, makes you seem like that shit insane. But like as you sit here and look at it, it's like, well, there were orphan trains. Where did all these orphans come from? Well, you know, it's funny you said that. There's an ad
2: agency that I work for in Old City, and. They moved out of one of the buildings and I went to help, you know, I was helping one day clean up and we went down into the basement and they're like, oh, do you ever been on the basement here? And they're like, no, i like, oh, show Jamie the basement. I'm like, okay, what? Go down underground. There is a storefront, just like you're describing in the basement of this building where there's windows and everything. I'm like, what is this? And they said, well, when Philadelphia was first founded, it was lower on the ground and they built it up. I'm like, wait, so they just built, put dirt over top of an old building? Like, but sure enough, there it is under there. Like there's no door, but you can see there's a, and there was like all these old shoes and things in there that look like they're from the 1700s. And I'm like, this is an artifact this is in the basement of this ad agency. Like what? Very creepy. Very, very strange. But the way you're describing this, it sounds, it sounds just like, I was like, yeah. wow, there's a, that's the, the ground level was lower. And, and I don't, they didn't really explain exactly like, well, then they built dirt over time. I'm not exactly how that happened, but sure right. enough.
0: And not that I'm expecting that these people have an answer I think. but this right, is right, the right. cognitive dissonance that people have. Like, where did 20 feet of dirt, like right. the whole city was built up? Like, so New Jersey was just excavated or like, like Ohio was drugged like Pittsburgh. Like, where are you getting this stuff from?
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I live in a weird world, man. We just live in such a, a weird world. And I hope this is like part of disclosure, you know, like I, I don't like the mainstream news as much. Like I prefer independent sources and I also prefer like some of this like wild stuff. But the other day I just saw, so the moon is 47 million years older than they thought it was. They just like reassigned its birthday and they're like, oh, it's actually a lot closer to earth's birthday than we thought. Like, okay. Ah. How do you guys know anything? If you just make stuff up all the time, like you were so certain I would have failed my science test for saying the moon was 47 million years younger, but you just redo this. Yeah. So then they found this Neanderthal, and they're like, oh, this was Neanderthal, and you know the humans would actually mate with it. But then they were looking at its DNA, and it was like, actually, it has ancient human DNA in it that like it ran into from even before. So now we have to kick back the human timeline a little bit. It's all just made up. Yeah, they just Crazy. throw shit at the wall and they quiz you on it, and then you have to believe it. Like I don't know, and that's why when people come around and they talk about flat Earth, like I don't just laugh at them right off. So I'm like, all it takes is like two to three generations to teach people that, like, hey, this is what happened in the 1600s. Like, there's no verification. The books change, the CDs change from tapes to CDs, and who knows if they changed the lyric on the song. You're like, oh, I remember it being like like the uh Bernstein Bears. Yeah, the Bernstein Bears, the Mandela effect, right? So there was a Jimmy Kimball car karaoke or whatever, and he had uh, George Clooney riding around and they were singing Queen, we are the champions, and then that a song. I think it was I think it was George Clooney and I think Julia Roberts was in there. And, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. A lot of I think's here. Great story. So the three of them are driving around. They're, they're all singing, we are the champions. And at the end, it's of the world. And it never came. And all three of them sang. And they all at each other like, where's that part of the song? And they're like, oh, no, actually, it wasn't there. And the only time it was, there might have been this B-side that was released for a little bit. And then it rolled in the next song. And of the world was actually the second part. Of, like, you guys, The bullshit that you're telling us that's true is so much worse than just saying like, Oh, we've re- re-recorded, or sorry, it was a new, like, something that's better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's worse. Exactly. Oh you my yes. Just say the truth. Right. But it doesn't take long to just change everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even now, we're living through history now, and you see stuff on TV, and you're like, that's not what just happened last week. But mm-hmm. that's how it's going to end up in the history book, and our kids and their kids are going to learn it and be like, man, hey, in 2020, this happened. Like, no, that didn't. But I'm not going to be around anymore to tell them. Yeah, it only
2: takes. What is it? Like, it only takes one generation for history to change because once all the people from that generation pass away, if something isn't documented or if that's all destroyed, that's it. It's
1: gone to. It's gone, and, and it's need to be like. No, that's not how it happens.
0: Right. They just had maybe it was the anniversary of Newsies or whatever. Like I, I never saw the movie. Never like clicked to me what it was. But when they were showing like in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there were like the knees Newsboys that joined together because they found out that. William Randolph Hearst was charging them more for a sack of papers and like taking some of the papers out and they're mm-hmm. making less money. So it's all these like 10 year olds with cigarettes hanging out of their mouth and, you know, like rolled up in their sleeve and, and you know, it. more manly than I'll ever be. This was like the real life picture of them. And they're like, oh, the, all these kids were orphans living in New York City. like, And they were all like, what? what? So like, just hundreds of people just gave their kids away. like just. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I get that like once or twice, like maybe there's an accident or like everybody just had. But like then, even you know they they that good Irish Catholic family, and you know you have ten kids like that never really changed till recently. But, like they where are all the orphans in the fifties? Where are all the orphan? Like this isn't the, this wasn't the Great Depression? That the year that they showed the picture, I was like, okay, I guess the stock market. But those people didn't even own stocks. Like what are you talking about? I don't know. But it's just not the, the stuff that they tell you. You just don't think about it. Like, oh, there was actually orphan trains, and they shipped them out to Colorado. All these orphans. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, just take my kid. Good. So, where, where
1: did they come from? That's insane to even right. think that the parents so, are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is kind of what gives some credence to like the mud flood type of thing. Like, well, you know, if there, I guess that there was a tsunami or something and it just pushed all this mud on the ground, like maybe some kids survived and a lot of adults didn't. Or as they were rebuilding, they're like, man, I can't take care of my kid. I can't even take care of myself right now. And they organized something, you know, but like, I don't know. And it's tough now with CGI. You see pictures and it's just like, shit. Is that real? Is it not? Is it?
1: Nothing's real anymore.
0: Nothing. It's. It's all. This isn't even real. This is. Ugh. I'm a. I'm a blurry picture to you guys. It's all fuzzy. I'm supposed to be. I'm not a fossil from the future. This is 1960s technology crystal? over here. You guys are crystal clear. Yeah, not over here. My lights like an old grandmother light. Give me that yellow yellow cast. Like, a, like jaundice. Not happening. lot happening. All right, we're off the rails. We're off the rails. All right. Let's let's touch on some cryptids real quick. What's your favorite? Um, well. Or what do you think is most believable? Or maybe they're the same. I mean, I've grown to love
2: Bigfoot, uh, but we watched recently a, a documentary. Was
0: it called Crypto?
2: Or about the where oh, about, the about where? Yeah, a small town. Small town picture What do they call small town monsters small town monsters yeah that 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 movie uh production company um that just little by little each movie they make just gets better and better and better and they just made one uh on werewolves that's really pretty cool uh <laughs> it's kind of funny there's this couple in there that have known each other since they were 10
0: the and they just years.
2: keep saying it. It's, I mean, it's, it's totally an aside. It has nothing to do with them. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. But it's just so funny because they're trying. I think they're trying to 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 add credibility to this to each other's story. And they're like, oh, I mean, we've known each other since we were ten. And they say it thirty times. and like, and and I know like this has been edited. So how many times did they say? And we've known each other. You know, well, we know each other since we were ten. But they're telling these stories, and and then there's this one story of th- this guy driving in a truck down the road, and in the dark and then they see this thing and it it puts its hand up in front of the truck and i was almost like don't hit me but then they were saying like this is the truck the truck was this high it must have been huge and then recently now I'm driving around at halloween and you see everyone with you know their things outside of our decorations and there's this one decoration it is this giant werewolf you know they, they have the giant skeletons now they're like they're 10 feet high i don't know how big they really are they're giant huge but there's a giant werewolf one that's part of these Halloween decorations. You can probably get it at Lowe's. But I'm like, is that real? Like, So when if someone, if a werewolf is a real thing, and obviously, like, you know, it happens and then the, the person's body changes and things like that. But do they really grow like another eight feet taller? Like, I, I don't know. But when they're telling a story, you can tell they're not making it up. You can tell when people are making things up. You can just see. And like they're not they're not making it up. So if it wasn't a werewolf that they saw, what was it that they saw? I I don't know. But I'm getting more and more fascinated about that. And then there's another story in that that movie where this woman who owned a store, like I have friends too that own like a paranormal books bookstore. uh, It's called On Angels Wings, and they say that people come in all the time into the, the, the the book. I'm sorry, into the the store and into the bookstore and tell them stories like. This happened to me. This happened to me. And they, they talk about how people will come into this, the, the store to just drop by and they end up standing there for two, three hours and tell them, tell them stories. I'm like, we just – people just tell us these, these stories. And this woman in this movie owned a bookstore or a store, paranormal kind of store. And this guy came in and he said, I'm a werewolf. And you know, like, oh, he was like, okay. But then the more he told her about it, he's like, Yes, I'm a werewolf. My it was my father. It's passed down through the through the generations, and it happens to me. And when when that time and and it, it sounds insane, but if anything, if any of these other things are real, then why can't that be real? And they said now they didn't have any pictures or or anything like that, but they said that uh you know, she told her friends about it, and this guy as it got closer to the full moon he started to change. And then he had a job, I think they said at Walmart. Walmart. And they went and she was like, she told her friends like, look, this guy's come to talk to me. And I noticed that his features have changed. He works at Walmart. Can you go to Walmart and look for him and just tell me that I'm not crazy. And they, their friend, her friends went into Walmart and said, like, I've seen him. He, he was acting strange and his facial features did change. So if that's real, then like, yeah, werewolves. I mean, I don't want to meet one, but That's, that's now my, you know, something that I thought for sure wasn't real. And, and the same thing, like Bigfoot, I always thought that that was just BS, but then Bigfoot started to come up in all the alien stuff that, and, and have like, and on, on Skinwalker Ranch, they said that a portal opened up in, in the sky and a Bigfoot crawled out, dropped down, and then the portal shut and disappeared. And then he went running away. What? Like, Like, what? I never thought of that. I just thought Bigfoot was something that lived in the Appalachian Mountains, and it was just this Yeti type creature that just, you know, somehow stayed alive through, you know, the Loch Ness Monster. How how would something like that survive? Uh, but you know, it's the same thing. Like Bigfoot, I thought it was just some kind of thing, and of course, I always just thought there was just the one Bigfoot, and like there was Bigfoot, but no, it's Sasquatch, and it's a breed of, you know, whatever you know if if that's if
0: that's real uh, i don't know what's your favorite
1: my what's what's your favorite favorite? first brenda my favorite
0: My favorite cryptid
1: i really like bigfoot i think that's freaking amazing like i i love it like just like a big giant creature that's like kind of you know just going through the woods and just like exploring and just messing with people i think that's freaking amazing like I love that he's messing with people. Like it, it, it it's, it, I don't know. Like he's messing with people. You no, know, just like you know, he's scary. He'll just mess with them a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. What are these stories. I don't know. I feel like he messes with them. I don't know. Like throwing rocks and everything and all that.
2: Oh, okay. Like, so, oh, yeah, we've seen some yeah. stuff, Bigfoot stuff. I see what you're saying now. Okay, yeah. Just picturing just Bigfoot messing. running around, like, no, it's 12 oh, like, o'clock, like, time like, to go some people.
1: I love, like, like, the whole like, uh, idea of like, horrifying instances. And I think for me, like, that's just the coolest thing because of how scary it is to me. But so that's why I'm, like, really interested in Bigfoot. And that's really, really pretty cool to me.
0: So I like Bigfoot. I think that was like, the first one. That I liked of, of the cryptids. And mm. there's sightings in the pine barrens of him. I don't mm. give those too much credence. I am I am interviewing a guy who is a he has a Bigfoot podcast and he goes out hunting in the pine barrens. I just there's times where the pine barrens is huge, and there's other times where you're just kind of driving in the middle of the woods, and it seems like it'd be hard for a Bigfoot to like cut across. And you know, you have the ocean on one side, then you have some woods. There's a lot of swamp and marshes and the cranberry bogs and like where are you living? But it's also really hard to hike into there. Like kids are always four wheeling in Wharton State Forest. Like, I just feel like there would be more of seeing him. But then when I drive up to the Finger Lakes in upstate New York, and once I get up into Northeast Pennsylvania, I'm like, oh, no, no, Bigfoot's real. Like, there's 100% no doubt that there are creatures living in these woods that there's no houses. They're a mile apart. If there is a house that's to the back of this mountain, like, you can't walk up to it, you can't go sledding on it when it snows. Like, I'm surprised we don't have like goats or whatever living rams and stuff. Well, this how steep and terrible it is. Uh, there's no way this thing doesn't live up there if it wants to. Right? It can stay hidden. Yeah, I just find that strange. So I like Bigfoot and Dogman is my ah. my new favorite. I've been going back and forth with this guy who wrote a book on Dogman. I'm trying to land them to get him get him on the podcast. Our schedules are really not matched up at all. But I find that so fascinating. Again, Tony Merkel, I think he has a top-notch podcast called the confessionals with tony merkel i base some of mine off of what it is of like hey if you have a story you want to come talk about it or whatever it is or if, if i find a guest like you tell your own personal truth like i'm not here to judge people like if you said that you saw an alien i wouldn't grill you too hard hey tell me your story we're here to talk about it we're here to see what's happening you know this isn't the congressional hearing we're, we're not getting down to like what you know how did the fly here and that fuel doesn't exist like i'm not here for that let's hear it so he had the this sheriff on who Maybe Louisiana or somewhere. But he was the sheriff and the head of his FOP. So, like, these are big deals to police people, you know, to get elected sheriff, to be the head of your department, to get elected the head of your union or, you know, the little part of it to represent everybody. Like, you're trustworthy. You're there. This is small town stuff. You're serious. People turn to you to tell you things to help with. He went hunting with another police officer and they go out and they drove couple hours and they're going to camp out there for the night. And while they're out there, I think they're turkey hunting or whatever. So he's like in the middle of a field and a piece of corn comes flying by his head, like a corn cob comes flying by his head. Oh. He's like, that's weird. And he's like, a couple more corn cobs keep coming at him. He's like looking around thinking someone's messing with him. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to head back to camp. If somebody is messing with me, it's a person like, I don't want to shoot them. Like, you know, kind of safety in numbers, you, you know, let's we'll go back. We, you know, we're not going to pull the whole police thing on them. So as they're going back, he's like hearing things. He feels like he's being followed. He's catching glimpses off to the side of the trail. So he goes back and meets up with his partner. His partner's super agitated. He's like, hey, man, it's happening? He's like, dude, I'm out in the field. He's like, people are throwing corn cobs at me. Like something's throwing it. I feel like I'm being watched. Same thing happened to me. So they're sitting there. And a dog man, they have the campfire going. A dog man approaches the uh, part of the story. They met another hunter earlier in the day and they talked to him uh, both their names were Bubbo so they were buddies already they both had the same name and they're like hey you're gonna camp over here we're going over here you know but like you could tell they both were serious parties who are gonna mess with each other so he comes back and they're talking and they they have a fire and a dog man is walking like right at them and they're like they're like I can't believe my eyes I know what's happening um my partner has a shotgun I have my handgun drawn and like all of a sudden I'm in police mode I'm like hey you need to freeze like my partner's like not moving at all He's like, we fired this thing. It kind of stops. It also kind of looks like it smiles at us and it backs up a little bit. What's going on? He's like a second dog man comes and jumps on top of this ledge. It's like 20 feet above us. And it's like kicking boulders down at us. And we're like, dude, we got to get out of here. So they run like all of a sudden he's like, we went in front of like dream zone and like fading out to like get all clicks and they run and jump in the truck and he starts driving and as they're going, the dog man like jumps onto the side of the car and digs its nails on the side and rips off part of it. They turn on the headlights. There's Bigfoot in the field. He's like, "I'm puking on myself." He's oh. like, "So this this is a serious man." He sounds like he's in his mid, to late sixties, early seventies. Serious man. He's like, "I am puking on myself. I am shaking to death." He's like, "I did number one and number two on myself." I would not expect a person to come onto a podcast and talk about how they how they pissed and shit themselves, right? He's like, I did this in the car. He's like, I'm gonna speak for my partner now because he passed away. And I feel I can tell the story now too. He's like, he did the same thing. They go, they they get away, this thing's chasing them. They pull over the car and like they're sweating, they're puke. They check like the car's ripped up and everything. And they drive to the state police barracks the next day. And they go there and there's police cars everywhere. And they they finally get get cleaned up a little bit and get in to talk to somebody and like, hey man, like we saw something in the woods. And They're like, no, no, hey, we had a bear come down and got this camper and, you know, killed him. So he found out later and through this, it was the guy that he met, Bubba, was killed in the woods. And they said it was a bear. He's like, bears don't live in this area. And then later he found out that Bubba was like torn to shreds. (gasps) So he thinks that, like, so this guy coming on, I find that story very credible. This isn't.
2: Where did this happen?
0: uh, I think it's. So maybe a part of Texas or Louisiana. Yeah. I think it's called Devil's Triangle, but I can send you guys the episode. It is, it is fascinating. It is. I'm yes. not going to do a whole Tony Merkel podcast recap here because I have another great story that you talk real quick. So I'll do another great story. You guys can fast forward 30 seconds. Get over it. No, no, no. <laughs> not you. You're stuck here. You can't fast okay. forward. Yeah. Anything. This is for the listeners. Yeah. So another one. Uh, he has this guy call in. Sounds like a good old boy. Lives Hick. Lives in Ohio, and he lives on a dirt road. He lives on one house. Is. Mom lives up like further up the street in another house. And he's like, Oh, all like growing up, like we would hear stuff in the woods or whatever. It's kind of like seasonal. In the spring, they would kind of pass through. And he's like, What we'll would pass through? He's like, He's like, Oh, like Bigfoot would pass through. He's like, It's fine. He's like, So I finally moved to this different road. He's like, I don't really bother anybody. He's like, But I really wanted to. He's like, I want, I hunt turkeys. He's like, I really want my, go-. he kept calling them gobblers. I want my gobbler. I want to get my gobbler. You know, <laughs> I buy my tags, all this stuff. He's like, But I plant lima beans. He was starting to plant like these random things to try to attract the turkey they're not used to. He said those Bigfoot would come and eat my lima beans. And he was again like, really pissed off. Like, a bit. and like during his, st- there was so much stuff that he was going on. Like, you wouldn't make that up. You wouldn't focus on getting mad about lima beans unless you really got mad about lima beans. Like to remember this. And he's going through. and He's telling this story, and then five minutes in the story, he's like, "Hold on, I want to backtrack to what I said five minutes ago, and like pick up where he was five minutes ago, and then go forward again." So like, again, really hard if you're telling a story, you're making up a lie. Like this is a something that happened to you, and you can pick it up at any point in the story, and go on with it. Like if I said to you, like, Jamie, when's the first time you met Brenda, you probably will tell me the first time you met Brenda, you know, and then you're like, okay, what was your first gig? And uh, uh all right, well, what were you doing, you know, senior year of high school? You be able to tell me this, these things because you can remember and they happen to you. Uh So he's going on. He's going after this this gobbler. And he's so he's along his fence line or along this fence line, and he's dressed up like a bush completely. He's like, I have all this stuff on me. He's like, I have like deer fox on me, a pee on me, like deer pee poured on me to get rid of my human scent i leave my phone at home like no electronics no ringing he's like i am not missing this gobbler today and he's like and i have my shotgun i'm sitting there and he's like i look just like a a bush next to a tree and he's like from 15 yards away i see this bigfoot come out of the woods he's like he's walking towards me and i think to myself if he gets within 15 feet i'm blowing its head off he's like i think i'm the 15 feet i blew its head off and he's like what he's like i stood over him he's like half of its head was gone it kind of had the face of whatever. It was kind of like, it was one of the reddish ones. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, oh, there's the reddish ones. There's the black ones there's the brown ones. I've seen them all. Don't worry about it. He's a like, reddish ones. They're nasty. So I shoot this thing. I'm looking at it. I'm like kind of staring at it, like, what is this? He's like, and then the other ones start whooping up on top of the mountains. Like they came to see all the action. They know their buddy was shot and killed and they're whooping again, like really mad, like throwing stuff down to him. He's like, so I left it and I go and I call my, I go call some friends and you know, and I'm like, Hey man, I shot this bigfoot. You gotta come see it. So he goes back out. His friends don't come yet. He goes back out. The Bigfoot's drug 100 yards up on top of the mountain, but it's still there. So he, his friends come, they go back up. Bigfoot's gone. Like the next day, he's like, I didn't even report to anybody. I told my friends, I didn't care. He's like, The next day, gaming was there. The gaming officials, the warden or whatever was there. And, you know, hey, we heard you shot something. He's like, I didn't tell anybody I shot anything. He's like, So I don't know if they're being tracked or whatever. Like, I'm not sure it is. But this guy, talking to him, I'm not going to take stock tips. Didn't seem. All that bright for that. You went know, off turkey hunting? So that t- t- Tony Merkel talking to him, he's like, Hey, man, I'd really love to come out and see that spot where it was. And the guy goes, "Um, yeah, man, I don't know. So already I'm like, eh, That's a bullshit story. He's like, Look, let me bag my two gobblers first. Then you can come out. He's like, I don't want you coming come around trampling all over my property and I can't get those gobblers. Like, that's all he is thinking about. Like, his whole life is, I want to get turkeys. When I'm done getting my turkeys, I get my limit. I'm not going to hunt over them. He, sp- he said, Especially now he gets harassed by the wardens more now he's like but i, I don't go over my limit he's like, once i get them you can come out so i don't think i've had a follow-up story if he ever did go out but i found that one again very credible of somebody who like Man, maybe he's talking to him like maybe it kind of sounds like he's missing some teeth yeah. maybe there was a meth party or two he went to not too sure kind of like tiger king-ish a little bit but then also as he's telling the story and going back and looping back and forth and like a lot of details but it, it was really fascinating Cause he didn't care. He was like, "Hey, I want to tell you about Bigfoot." He was he was more like, "Let me tell you about the gobbler." And Tony's like, "No, man, like back Bigfoot. Like, go back to the Bigfoot." Wow. Yeah. Oh yes, please, please send
2: these these to us. Yeah, yeah we'll I'll send by.
0: those. Yeah, there there are two good ones, and there's another. I'm not going to. I will not tell this story. There is a good UFO one that I'll send you about a UFO crash reti- crash retrieval team, Ooh. and uh, and this guy, and like weird stuff happens in that. But now that I have it, all my audience now only listens to Tony Merkel, and they've left me. That's fine but <laughs> I'll send you the three episodes.
2: Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. It's
1: All
0: awesome. right. I've kept you guys here forever. I rambled on. Do you have any other roads you want to cover?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty bad at like just. All right. Know,
0: Brenda, it. rapid fire Loch Ness monster real or not.
1: Um, I feel like there's a lot of like possibility that it could be re- real, especially since we don't know anything about like sea life early and stuff like that. Like there definitely could exist.
2: We Do don't you know think he sea life.
1: Yeah, no, not really. Like real, like deep down and everything. And I don't know. It's not in the sea, though. No, but like it could could have like got there somehow from something else. Like it doesn't have to be from where it is. Huh.
0: Yeah. He was vacationing in the lock, and then he got stuck there, and it was like, well, yeah, you got, he, he got locked in. Or,
1: yeah, I don't know. He could have came from a portal or like some kind of other like realm. Okay, you know, I don't know.
0: He could exist. I like it. UFOs, are they from the Earth? Are they from another planet or are they from another dimension?
1: Um, Another dimension, definitely.
0: Okay. Can we clone people? Yes. And they can function? You think they can clone?
1: I think they can clone people.
0: Do you think there's lizard people?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I guess there could be lizard people if you like think about all the different things that have, you know, I just don't really, I don't really know about lizard people too much. Is there, is that like a newer thing? Reptilians. Reptilians. Yeah, Reptilians. They're,
0: they're Pindar lives in the center of the earth and he rules everything.
1: Oh.
0: And at first I'm like half that's like bullshit, but then like you see there's some really weird, so the other day, Joe Biden Decided that he was gonna have a cleft in his chin, that he huh. did a meeting. And then now there's a giant like gap in the middle of his chin. And then he had that for a couple of days. I don't know if they took that away or not. And then somebody was like, oh, well, he could have had surgery. Like, well, when did the surgery happen, man? Like, th- like this showed up uh-huh. on Monday. Like, he had surgery on so- Like, it wasn't really strange stuff. So he had like a little, you know, the, the Peter uh, family guy, you know, yeah. uh, so Peter, maybe Griffin. he was like yeah. an AI
1: yeah. thing or like. Yeah. So not-
0: some of that they've had. Yeah. There's amazing pictures of like MSNBC, CNBC, uh, the, the the C-SPAN. There's amazing C-SPAN ones where they they stream the Congress floor and people doing speeches. And it just seems like people's necks are kind of peeling up like halfway through that like a mask is under there or something. Or one time, I don't know if it was Biden or someone else, but their eyelid completely flipped up and just stayed up as they were talking and they did nothing to move it down or rub their eye. Or like anything at all, like your eye, like eyelid on oh. its own, just flipped up, like inside out, as they were talking. Oh, really weird stuff.
2: I mean, I've I've seen some video of people purporting that this guy from Congress is look at it, look, and you're like, this is no, it's a low res stream. That's what, like, what? And then they pause it and they're like, look, look, watch, and then see his eye go. It's like, no, it's because he's on an old computer. Like, that's not. But what what you're saying though? I'd be interested to see that because if if that's something like that happens, like that's not like the eye thing, that's not like a, yeah. a, a you know bit mapping.
0: Yeah, that's just that's weird stuff. So I'll send you. I'm down lizard people in my notes. I'll send you some lizard people. But the Joe Biden one just happened. I'm interested. I I don't think he. Yeah. Whoa. I don't think I've seen him in a speech since then. He was in his, Israel. Then he came back, and then he had ball sack on his chin. And I'm sure the next time he comes out, he's not going to have it at all. Weird. <laughs> It is fascinating stuff. Yeah. But now that it, you know, I've insulted all the people who have cleft chins, I know they have ball sacks on there. Uh, yes. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> Maybe that'll get cut out. We'll see. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys coming on. You rock. You're welcome back. Anytime you want to come on. Where so can people find you? What does the future hold for the fossils?
2: So you uh, can find us on Bandcamp. Uh, or just fossils from the also FFTFband.com If you don't want to type out fossils from the future, uh, we do have a Facebook and an Instagram, but I don't use that. So I'll just, we'll have a show. I'll make a, a flyer. I post it on there. I log in, I post it, I log back out. I don't participate in social media. Uh, our next show is November 25th at john and peter's in new hope just going to confirm that that is the date yep november 25th john and peter's new hope uh we're playing with a couple other really great bands emmett druding he's amazingly talented uh played a show with him recently with my other band where he was just by himself playing acoustic guitar i'm not normally a huge fan of that i'm i'm rolling to like turn everything up to 11, rock out. you know. So, I mean, I appreciate all kinds of music, but um, I don't know, like acoustic music just loses me unless someone's very special and very talented and Emmett definitely is. But it's going to be his full band, which I'm really excited about uh, to see because one of the band members is also a buddy of mine. He makes and sells and fixes uh, his own line of pedals, as uh, Voltic electronic devices. Uh, John Anthony DeMayo, amazing dude. So I'm excited to get to play a show with my buddy second band is going to be cryptic wave uh the drummer from my other band all right jr uh step bretman her band uh it's a, a surf rock instrumental band they are incredible they are so good it, it's so it's amazing it's really cool uh, uh and then it'll be us so john and peter's and new hope november 25th uh it's a, a saturday so a little bit of a ride for some people but it's worth it it's a great little place i don't know if you've ever been to john and peter's but it's been there for a million years uh and it looks it and it feels it it's just got a great vibe it's just a
0: really cool spot um so it's and been then, here for a million years because of the mud flood and they lied to us about the timeline
1: <laughs> yeah. they probably have a really really deep basement
0: they might actually they
2: might Oh yeah. in the meantime we're just uh working on some new tunes trying to get some new demos recorded and hopefully this time next year we'll be in the studio at least uh, we have so many plans for things. Uh, we already have two music videos already scripted out. It's just getting, we, you know, things have to happen in order. So we got to get the songs recorded first in order to shoot the music videos. Uh, but I'm very excited for it. So that's 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 all we got right now. So thank awesome. you so much, Brian. This, was, no this was a pleasure. We enjoyed every minute. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much.
0: I love it. I love it. Brenda, do you want to plug anything? If anybody's in the Haddon Township area.
1: I just opened up my own um, like barbershop slash hair salon, and you can check it out at Brenda's Barbary and Hair Boutique
2: on Instagram. Which is
1: on Instagram, and I didn't. I don't have a Facebook page yet, but you can find me on Booksy too. I don't know if anybody uses Booksy, but it's like a online service app that you can use to kind of like book haircut appointments. Yeah, I just opened on August 28th and I'm nearing my second month and it's it's going okay, but I'm always accepting new customers and all that. So
0: Awesome. Before I met Brenda, I would get the worst haircuts and I would try to explain it. And when I would get a good haircut, I would ask the people for the words to use so I could speak Barber E's and I would go to another terrible place. And part half was my... Fault for going to terrible places, and try to use the same language, and they they just couldn't get it. And like I'm trying to tell them, and then I, Brenda worked at a place up the street from my house, and first time explained that she once she just saw it, and then she just did it. And I think that's the only time I've ever, ever had to explain to her like how I want this done. And now this we're going on, I, I don't even know five years or something of the best haircuts, but also people like don't book too much, like just give her enough that she needs. But if you take my appointments, I swear to God, I will cancel this episode.
1: <laughs> I think you have one on Friday, right? Yep.
0: I'll be there on Friday. Yep. Or
1: no Friday this week,
0: Friday this week. Awesome. So thank you so much guys. I'll put all your socials in the show notes. People can find you. Uh, and I have some stuff that I have some homework that's to send you, but I sincerely appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Have a great night.
1: Thank you, Thank Brian. Thank you. Bye,
0: Brian. See you. Take ya. care. Bye. All right, everyone. That was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date in all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guest. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time.